0: They have pinpointed my campaign for governor, and they've made us the uh, target that they're going after. And I will not back down to them. I have a word of warning to these swamp creatures who are trying to take down our America First movement here. We will not go quietly into the night. We're not going to slow down. We're not going to back down from this fight. We're coming straight for you. We're going to win, and your days Ruling this state and throwing the people of this state crumbs are over.
1: Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacey Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values.
0: Arizona is under attack. I'm Carrie Lake. As governor, I will issue a declaration of invasion, finish President Trump's wall, blow up the cartel's drug tunnels and surveillance drones, and deploy the Arizona National Guard to stop illegals from entering. Arizona is our home, and I will do everything in my power to defend our families.
2: Endorsed by President Trump, Carrie Lake for governor. Guys, the future governor of the state of Arizona, Kerry Lake.
1: Yay! Welcome.
0: Oh I love it. Thank you. It's so good to be on with you guys, Stacey well, and David. Finally. Th- yes, for we've been a, looking a, forward
2: to this. A a, a timeout. Um, you know, one of your volunteers, Rick Miller, has been connecting us. He lives in Arizona and he's like, You gotta have Kerry Lake on. I'm like, Duh!
1: Yeah, of course like, we want <laughs> Carrie Lake to come yeah, on, make,
2: make it happen. So we're, we're you know, obviously Arizona has been in the crosshairs in a, in a unique way the last couple of years, and there's a culture shift of going from the, you know, the the, the John McCain Republican rhino kind of a culture to where there's a, a a change of the guard, a shift yep. in, in the political culture of the state of Arizona with uh, Mark Fincham, the Wendy Rogers, the Carrie Lakes. There's so many people that are stepping forward. They're like, hey, we want to rebrand this as a as a America first. Let's, let's, let's actually serve the people that elected us." And you mm-hmm. seem to be like the tip of the spear, the face of that move.
0: Well, I don't want to take all of the credit. There's so many patriotic everyday Arizonans who yeah. got the ball rolling. I mean, we're we're ground zero for every big issue facing our our state and country today, yeah. whether it be election integrity. You know, this is where patriotic everyday Arizona citizens and voters stood up and said, now, wait a minute, something happened there. And they stood up the very next day and said, we demand answers to that corrupt election. And we got it. And they're the mm-hmm. ones who spurred on all of the legislators to get them involved. We're at ground zero when it comes to our border, because yeah. we have a wide open yep. border now after President Trump secured it. And we are, t- frankly, at ground zero in this, I guess you could say, war mm-hmm. between the swamp And America first. And they have they have pinpointed my campaign for governor and they've made us the uh, target that they're going after. And I will not back down to them. I have a word of warning to these swamp creatures who are trying to take down our America first movement here. We will not go quietly into the night. We're not going to slow down. We're not going to back down from this fight. We're coming straight for you. We're going to win and your days ruling this state and throwing the people of this state crumbs are over.
1: Man, that is huge. Let's talk a little bit about the 2020 I, got goosebumps, by I know the way. me too. Uh, election like awesome. because you're not letting go of this and I know as citizens of the United States, we are so thankful that you are not yeah. moving forward. You're not looking to 2022, 2024. You said we have to fix 2020. Let's talk a little bit about that and your stance on that.
0: It's just so ludicrous that, you know, you see the narrative, they're pushing it like everyone wants us to forget about it. Obviously, we wish it didn't happen. We wish we had honest elections, but we don't. And we've got to fix that for our children and grandchildren, whether they be Democrat, independent or Republican. We can't have elections, have everybody think they're fraudulent and and come together as a country. And we had proven fraud and we have evidence of that. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have an election here. We're actually in election month. We have 27 days of voting. Uh, that culminates with the uh, primary on August 2nd. And so we're, when I take office, we're going to go through that 2020 election. We're going to find all the loopholes where they cheated. We're going to close those loopholes and fix our elections so that they're honest. And that going forward, we will have honest elections. But you cannot go forward with honest elections until you drag 2020 out, examine it, and, and fix the problems. And that's what we're going to do.
2: The Arizona State so Legislature important. passed... Uh, uh, legislation recently, I think in the last session, requiring ID to be shown when you vote. Um, you know, we live in Missouri. We're in an area mm-hmm. where that's kind of standard issue. You need to vote. You need an ID when you buy alcohol. If you get pulled over by the police, when you get on an airplane, you know, you need a, an ID for a variety of things. Mm-hmm. It, it seems odd that it would have to be uh, forced that you would need it when you're when, when you're voting. And the DOJ is having a problem with it. So uh, <laughs> why why would they work so hard? to have people with no documentation cast votes for the the who's going to be involved in our, our political process.
0: Well, because they're part of the illegitimate Biden administration and it's all part of their big plan to change the demographics, the voting demographics of this country. And we're seeing it at the border. They're they're allowing millions of people to come in here illegally and we know that they're allowing some of them to vote. And there makes no other sense why they would say we don't want to show uh, proof of citizenship and um, that we're really who we say we are when we vote. Mm-hmm. And that's what they're all about. I want you to know when it comes to our voting um, integrity that I am personally involved in a case that we filed in federal court. We are looking for a preliminary injunction against these um, these voting machines that are counting our vote. And I just, I don't mean to go to kind of backtrack here, but this Thursday we've been given a a court case, an evidentiary case to provide some evidence and why these uh, machines are not secure. Mm -hmm. They won't tell us how they work. We entrust 100% of our sacred vote to three private companies, they won't share um, their software and show us how they work. And we know that they're not transparent. So we're asking for prayers and people um, keep their eye on what's happening here in Arizona, because we are bound and determined to at one point, hopefully soon, Mm -hmm. get honest elections here. And that's happening as well.
1: You know, you, you mentioned it earlier about the 2020 election and the cheating that happened during that. You know, cheating has consequences. And we are seeing that. Obviously, President Trump was all about uh, building the wall. And that process has stopped since our illegitimate, I'm, I'm not going to call him a president since he's squatting in the White House right now during this time. But you are all about building the wall. Let's talk about that and how significant that is for Arizona and for our country.
0: Well, I just want to tell you, it, it all comes down to my border plan. And I have the most aggressive, bold border plan that this country has ever seen. And we need it because we had a president in Donald Trump who was securing our border, and that's been pulled back. And we're now being exposed to a criminal element. This is my plan. It's called Defend Arizona. And that's precisely what we plan to do. Our government obviously is supposed to defend our borders. That's the guarantee clause, Article 4, Section 4 of the United States Constitution. But Joe Biden's not doing that. It's a dereliction of duty. And our founding fathers have a remedy right there in our founding document, Article 1, Section 10, when in imminent danger, the states can step in and protect the border. And that's what we're going to do. We're going to invoke our inherent Article 1, Section 10 Um abilities and uh, go right to that constitution. And on day one, I will be declaring an invasion on our border. That's exactly what we have. And we will start the battle with both the federal government and the cartels. We're going to finish President Trump's wall project. There's about 20 miles left. We're going to put boots on the ground and actually stop people from coming across. Right now, they're uh, being welcomed by the Border Patrol because the Border Patrol doesn't have the ability to turn them back around. But we will turn them back around and we're going to play hardball with Mexico. We're not going Mm -hmm. to allow our country to be invaded. The nonsense will stop in Arizona and eventually we'll get other states to join us with an interstate compact. And we're going to get them to help us um, fund this and hopefully send some of their state guard to our state to help us on the border, because we can't allow the cartels to maintain control and Mm -hmm. pump in tons of deadly fentanyl to poison our young people and poison our country and pump in millions of people to push our wages down and destroy the middle class. It's about time somebody stands up for the hardworking people of this country. We had that in President Trump. With him now out of the White House, we've got to, as states, take back control and take back our states' rights and protect our people.
1: It's huge, and you go to carrylake.com, dot com. When when our producer was there, he was actually going on. It looks like he could find that document on carrylake.com under issues, so you they can they can download that and see that document, and those policies there as well.
2: This yep. is well thought through. You're not just winging it. You you have the things in place to take action immediately. I believe your state is already uh, set aside. There's funding available. You just need yep. somebody with the courage to actually. You've heard the expression. That's the least I could do. Like.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> But, yes, but it I really applies. Yes.
2: <laughs> it 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 applies in the situation. I, w- I want to get to the media in just a moment, but one last question when it comes to states specifically. Um, I think the majority of Americans really woke up during COVID uh realizing like, wow, if I live in Michigan, I can't buy grass seed at the Walmart. Mm-hmm. That's odd. Other states they're 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 different. Maybe it's not all Trump Biden maybe maybe my governor plays a role maybe my city council plays a role if you're in Minneapolis yep. and your business was burned right. down and you got to get a you know pay next year's taxes to get a building permit to clean up the mess mm-hmm. you know it's like that, that's very specific to the elected officials in that area people are waking up to that they're becoming a more savvy voter in the state elections and people are moving from states that they don't align with to states that they do and the contrast is more stark than ever huge do you see Arizona being a a, a red state, uh, a, a haven for people that love freedom, that want to work, that want to like become a a Florida, uh, become a Texas? Do you see Arizona being in line with those states in the future under your leadership?
0: We are a, a state that people are drawn to because we do have freedom, and it's funny we we see people coming here from blue states all the time, going, "Oh my goodness, it's so free," but yet we Arizonans feel like it's not quite free enough because we had a lot of our rights taken away from us. During COVID, we realized how powerful our governors were, and we saw them working, using that power to work against us and take our freedoms away. And I'm running for governor to restore those freedoms and to take that power and do good by the people to represent the people. We watched as our governor here, Doug Ducey, is one of the most unpopular governors in the whole country. Mm -hmm. He came in with business experience and he shut our state down twice. He shut our businesses down twice. He sent our kids home from school, masked them up, kept them masked for much longer than they had to be. Turns out they really never had to be masked at all. Many of us knew that. And then, you know, allowed these outrageous policies where bosses were telling people they had to get an experimental jab in order to put food on the table and feed their family. And nobody stood up and said, knock it off. Enough is enough. Mm -hmm. And we we found out that our governor who, uh, you know, had business experience, we found out, yeah, he did have that, but he certainly didn't care about people's businesses. And he certainly didn't have a backbone when he let the liberal media, and the liberal mayors of Tucson and Flagstaff and Phoenix walk all over him. And he folded like a cheap chair. And we need to make sure that we have a governor who will stand up to that nonsense and never allow the, the radical left to push the governor around into doing things that harm the people. And so we, we need strength at this time. Mm-hmm. We're in perilous time here in our country. And we can't afford to have spineless governors running the show in any of these states. We've got to get uh, step up. And protect our people, and it's all going to be about states' rights, and and showing that each state is sovereign. We're not a serf to the federal government, and that's what we're going to do here in Arizona. That's why we have a movement, and that's why we've been up in the polls since day one. The day I entered this race, we're up by double digits right now. I'm running against a rhino who's married to a 95 year old billionaire who's written her a blank check to uh, spend as much money as she wants to try to buy this race, wow. but it's not gonna happen because we the people are firmly in uh, in the Cary Lake camp, which is the America
1: First camp. What made you decide to run for governor? I mean, this is not an easy thing to do. This is a lot of work. I'm yeah. sure you are getting all kinds of, um, I, I bet you're getting hate mail, probably even death threats. I'm sure it has been a crazy, crazy time. What made mm-hmm. you decide to speak up and show up? Not just complain about, hey, what's going on in my state? to actually take action yourself.
2: You this hybrid of high fives and middle fingers, you know, probably in this yes, process that's that are. True.
1: That's true. <laughs> you know, and, and I was, uh, I was
0: really a beloved person in Arizona. Yes. I this. As a journalist for 27 years, I walked away from my job and my high paying job and my paycheck into the unknown and just said, God, lead me, tell me where you want me to go next. And I put a video out explaining to the great, amazing people of Arizona, why I was leaving. And, When that video came out, it went viral. I didn't realize that it would be an inspiring video for people. I just wanted them to know why I was leaving, Mm
1: -hmm. that the
0: media had become propaganda and I wasn't interested in taking part in that. And an amazing thing happened. And I get goosebumps thinking about it. Um, The people of Arizona started reaching out to me and and thanking me for being a great journalist and, and caring about the state. And then they would add one more thing. Would you please consider running for office? We need political leaders who we trust, who understand Arizona, who understand the issues, and who have integrity. And uh, at first I kind of laughed, thinking, wow, they want me to leave the corrupt world of, polit- or of, of uh, media and go into the even more corrupt world of politics. They must think I'm crazy. But it became a steady drumbeat of Arizonans recruiting me and asking me to run. And I looked at the field of who was running and I realized, oh my goodness. None of these people can get us past the finish line. And we're going to get stuck with a socialist whose idea of perfection is the outrageous policies that we're seeing in California that have destroyed that state. And so I jumped into the race. We have had a movement since day one. And it has been brutal. I went from being beloved to, you know, people... People get angry when you're running um, for politics, and that's okay. We're going to bring people together eventually, and I welcome any of the, the hatred and anger and uh, bitterness and attacks. I welcome them because I know that means that God put me here because yes. he believes I'm strong enough to handle it. And, and God doesn't always give us easy street, and we're not on easy street right yep. now. We're on this mission to save this country that he had a hand in. Because if we let this country go, um, it's, it's lights out, I think, for the world. And so mm-hmm. we're stepping forward like you are. Everyone is using their God-given ability to do what they can in this 11th hour to save our country.
2: And that's L- so Last good. question, kind of moving over to the media. You know, um, and I don't know, if, if they had today's media when Jesus was, was walking the earth, it would be like, you know, uh, Jesus stings at swimming. You know, or something, he walked on water. So, therefore you know, or, had to walk on or, water. Or, but... or, you know, Jesus rubbed mud and, you know, a blind guy's eyes today, you know, or just some terrible thing. It just, everything would be a, a negative story and slanted <laughs> with an agenda. Um, it's when we go speak, we bring up things, everybody knows where they were the moment that Brett Bear prematurely called mm-hmm. Arizona. That's like a defining moment uh, in American culture. Yep. They know where they were sitting. They Some people remember what they were eating, like what they were doing when Brett Bear called that. Now mm-hmm. you recently, you know, kind of,
1: uh, put him in his place, by the put way, put him over your knee and, and gave
2: him a little <laughs> spanking, uh, you know, uh, but I want to, I want to play a clip and then kind of get your kind of director's cut behind the scene commentary of it. You got a bad shake from CNN. Uh, and, and actually with this particular reporter gone back clear through the audits, uh, through that whole process to everybody in the state. But, but there's a kind of a viral clip that we've incorporated in our show a few times, but to get to play it with you on air and get your commentary, I, I literally could watch this for an hour. Let's roll this clip.
0: Hi. Hi! Hi! Nice y- to see you. You, y- y- CNN. you don't have a mask on anymore. What's <laughs> we're, going on? We're
1: outside
0: Wow, well chat? we're six feet apart. <laughs> do you have a minute to chat? Um, I'll do an interview. Okay. As long as it airs on CNN Plus. No. Does that still exist? Yeah. I didn't think so because the people don't like what you guys are peddling, <laughs> so, which is propaganda. Thank do you. This is the problem. That's involuntary servitude.
1: Guys, that's gangster drop move.
2: The mic. it may be like one of those thug life videos where the glasses <laughs> drop down and, you know and there's a you know they play a rap song uh, with it yeah. it's, it's it's one of those kind of moments but it's it's something that the people I think really connect with because they're so tired even if even if they're a Democrat they're so tired mm-hmm. of of the slanted media angle but there's this interesting moment of where like now we've, we've got one of them. Like you're a trained pro, you know, all the judo moves, you know, That's it's right. like having one of the great, having one of the Gracie brothers, you know, defends you in sixth grade or something like, like, yeah. you know, yeah. the questions they're going to ask before they've even thought of them. You know, you're a step ahead, Bugs Bunny, you know, kind of always ahead of Elmer Fudd in the interviews, no matter who you're talking with, what, what is it uniquely that you bring, you think, to the table in this scenario that gives you such an unfair advantage where it's almost like an NBA player against a high school player.
0: Uh, well, thank you. Uh, 30 years of, of uh, being a journalist and, and being a broadcast journalist. And so I know how they operate. I know I'd already been ambushed once before by this reporter and she just showed up at an event uninvited. And I, I said, you know what, I'll sit down and do an interview with you. And it turned out to be exactly what I thought, a chopped up interview where they tried to make us look terrible and uh, of course, they never run the full interview. They just try to run little bits yeah. and pieces. Of it. So when I heard she showed up again uninvited and was kicked out of the event, I thought, oh, I'm going to have a little bit of fun with her and, <laughs> and kind of roast them a little bit for the CNN Plus. I think that lasted, what, two or three weeks? Yeah. And yeah. It a lot. But it was funny because the last time I'd interviewed her, she had her mask on and, and it was just trying to talk to me. I couldn't hear her. and So I kind of pulled her in and I didn't let go of her hand the entire time. And then when I was done with her, I kind of dropped her hand and just walked away. And it just turned out to be a fun moment.
1: <laughs> that but was I a agree, great um, moment for everyone watching. I mean, everyone. I
0: had a, I, I had a moment with Brett Baer. He finally invited me on after inviting my rhino mm-hmm. opponent. They've been yep. having her on since since she was polling at two points. And they've been having her on since then. So they obviously picked the rhino early on. But they finally invited us on and they tried to do an ambush hit piece mm-hmm. on me, yep. which I can handle. Because I know how they operate. And um, I think we put him in his place as you well. We did.
2: And yeah, so was, that was fine. He if was against the ropes. See- he was against the ropes the he whole was. time.
0: If people want to see some of my interviews, they can go to my Rumble page. It's Carrie Lake, Mm K-A-R-I-L-A-K-E. And you can see how I I work with the media. I think it's really important when we have the fake news media trying to destroy this country and doing everything they can to put out propaganda and not give people the truth to have somebody running for office who can throw right back at them and expose them for who they are. It's really critical that we have a, I I like to say, kind of like Reagan was the great communicator right now. We need someone who understands this information age and how the, um, the media is using their hold on information to control us. And we have to break free from that level of control. And that's why it's so amazing that we have people like you doing what you're doing. You recognized early on during COVID, we got to get someone out there who's yep. willing to put the truth out, and it, it and a whole bunch of people like you and your program have um, sprung up because of COVID. Thank God.
1: Well, let me ask you a question as we're closing here. You know, our slogan here is "Wake up, speak up, and show up." We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save our country, but you know, we've learned over the last year and a half what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. Obviously, yours is very public, what you're doing, but what would be your recommendation for people that are watching today? What are ways that they can speak up and show up as well?
0: Um, You know, just get involved, whatever it may be. If you're a good volunteer and you want to walk doors for a candidate you believe in, if you want to make phone calls, if you uh, are a graphic designer and want to get involved in somebody's campaign, helping out, if you're a good communicator and want to just talk to your neighbors. Use your God-given abilities right now. You're right. We sat on the couch, many of us, many of us sat on the sidelines, rooting for President Trump, not realizing that he is not the one who's going to be able to save us. We all have to save ourselves. He's a big part of it. Don't get me wrong. And that's kind of what inspired our new poster. It was just finding that inner strength. And it was kind of fun. that this is, is the Arizona state flag, <laughs> and so we put this together. And this is really um, symbolic of finding that inner strength. Whatever you can do to help, right now, we've got to save this republic. Benjamin Franklin, at the ripe age, ripe old age of eighty-one, uh, when they were putting our great um, Constitution together, mm-hmm. a woman asked him, "What kind of government have you given us?" He said, "A republic, if you can keep it." Yeah. And we're in the "if you can keep it" part. We're in the, I, I, not even the 11th hour, I believe we're in the final minutes of saving this country. Yep. My dad was a football coach and, and we're in the fourth quarter and we don't have much time left on the clock. So we've got to jump in and fight for our state, fight for our country to save this. And I believe we will. And I do think our brightest days are ahead.
2: Well, with the last few seconds we have on the clock here for this interview and thank you for your time. We want to do something that this is kind of our first round of, of doing this. You're our second person to do this with, but as a flyover uh team and as our whole community we want to endorse you as the governor of Arizona from flatbook oh, conservatives and everybody's a part of, of what yes. we do on 60 different platforms that that you represent what we need more of in every single state which we could clone you make a few extras uh but uh you're you're doing you're, you're doing what we pray somebody would do. That's right. And so when somebody actually stands up and does what you're praying for, we got to get behind you, got to support, you know, yeah. even if you're not in Arizona. Um you know, people got to got to recommend, send traffic there, support in any way possible. Uh, share right. this video, share your mm-hmm. commercial, share those things because that is what is going to save it. We can't have this like, well, Florida is a good place. I mean, we need we need fifty yeah, of them. We right. need fifty great yeah. states, and you're making it it's happen. Just-
0: it's not just about rooting for someone from the sideline. We have to get involved. And, yep. and we have to save Arizona. We cannot lose another border state or we lose the whole country. There's so many battles going on in Arizona. It is truly, it's like the Gettysburg, uh, the Battle of Gettysburg happening. We're going to try yep. to save Arizona. And we've got, we're on the front lines of the border. We're on the front lines of election integrity and we're on the front lines of America first. If we're going to be, we, the people in charge of our destiny. So get involved. If you can, uh, you know, as Larry Elder, who has endorsed me said, put some a tip in the tip jar. If you can get involved yep. that way, say prayers for us. We need those. Yes. I mean, this is brutal being in this it swamp. Is. We're being attacked. Uh, I've got a billionaire spending, uh, as much money as she wants putting out, attack ads that are filled with lies. They're following my children, they're um threatening us, but I don't care. And my children are strong. And my children are strong, and we will take this battle and we will not cower. We will not back down, and this is a hill worth dying on to save this country. And so I just want these haters out there who think they can scare us to know. You will not put fear in our hearts. We've got God on our side, and we know with him everything is possible. This is the same God who parted the Red Sea. He can take on the swamp with, with uh, great ease, and we will not back down from them.
2: I well, love it. Stacy and I and the entire Flyover community are completely behind you. We endorse Carrie Lake for governor. And uh, you know, you got Thank a big you. event coming up Friday. Tell the tell the president we said hello.
0: I will. And if people want to come, if they're in Arizona, sign up. They can go to our website, carrylake.com, or president. Don- or donaldjtrump.com, and sign up to attend the rally. We want to fill it to the rafters. Yes. We've got a swamp r- rally going on down here in Phoenix where uh, Vice President Pence thinks he's going to fill a-, a room. I don't think he can do it. We are going to be so loud in Prescott Valley, Arizona, that they hear us all the way down here at their measly rally come on. in Phoenix.
1: I love
2: it. Jerry, I love thank it. You, for thank stopping you so by. much for
1: your time. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances?
2: If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It would not You couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still be buy you even today it would buy you an entire men's suit shoes belt pants jacket everything that's the difference but today that change is happening faster than ever
1: and we know a guy by the name of dr dr kirk elliott that we've known for over 25 years he has two phds
2: this is who we're actually using this is who our friends and family are using and he's a guy we trust completely and in today's era you need somebody you trust so go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar